Stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, visit www.3cr.org.au. Because we got the alternative energy on nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced on the unceded Wurundjeri lands at 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, and brought to you with the support of ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. My name is AC, and on today's show, I want to take you all out bush onto Wonkacha country in the northern goldfields of Western Australia. It's here that traditional owners have been fighting for over 40 years to protect country and keep uranium in the ground. Every year for the last seven years, the Wolkajura Walkabout has taken supporters from across Australia and the world to walk on country with traditional owners on their land and to talk about the threat of uranium mining to their cultural heritage and sacred sites, water, plants, creatures and to the land. The walk takes about a month and we were out on country for the whole of August this year. It covers over 270 kilometres between Waluna and Leonora, and over 30 supporters joined the walk this year. On this show, we'll join the walk in its first week to find out more about the proposed uranium mines at Waluna and Yuliri, two of the four potential uranium mines that companies are trying to get started in WA. Marcus Atkinson, walk organiser, explains more to the walkers at our first camp. And... But maybe this morning we'll just focus on where we're at, um, being Toro Energy um, and the Waluna Lakeway Maitland Mart, which is just maybe like 10 kilometres that way, and then a bit on Yaliri, which is just about 45 kilometres that way, and... We'll start walking tomorrow. We'll still be camped here tomorrow night. We'll bus everyone like eight or nine k's up the road tomorrow morning to the gates of Toro, and then we'll walk back to here and camp here tomorrow night as well. And then the next day we'll start the whole pack-down camp and moving 15 kilometres down the road. But for now, just like a, a brief summary of, of Toro's proposed mine. The, the plan for Toro, and it's like maybe a, a 12 kilometre or more like roughly that stretch of land that they want to like mine, fill in, mine, fill in, and and progress all the way down to what would be four shallow open pit mines across, like this is all floodplains out there as well, so that would be across two different lake systems. The estimated kind of amount of water that they would be looking at is around 10 million litres of water a day that that would consume. And at the end 
of that project, if it was to go ahead, which we're not going to let it go ahead, but if it did go ahead, there would be 50 million tonnes of radioactive waste tailings that their plan is to store across those two flood systems. So that's kind of like a brief summary of what the company's proposal is. I, I think just like, like away from that kind of technical information is like the financial situation of that company. Like that company, this is like, Waluna is probably the reason we first came out here because like seven, eight years ago, um, that was the most advanced project and that was our biggest concern was Waluna. Over that period of like the last seven years, this was meant to be their flagship project and Vanessa Guthrie and like there's a whole history of people who were involved with Toro Energy who now have pretty much all left and the company went broke or not broke but they didn't have much money they'd build up a bunch of debt and there was another company which has connections with Canada which was Mega Uranium and oh, Sentinel or Sentient Group um, that owned a bunch of tenements through this area as well. And what happened was that Toro was running out of money. Mega Uranium, which was the name of the company, didn't have their foot in the door here and they'd been holding onto those tenements for a long time. And what happened was Toro done like a shares kind of swap deal with Mega and Toro Energy got all the tenements that Mega had been holding on to. And that's why, and I don't want to go on too much, you can read more about it in here, but the process of approvals was that Toro had put in for approvals on their first project and had been granted approvals and then they done this deal with Mega Uranium and got the extra tenements and then put in another approval process but not for a bigger project, just to add on this and that was approved. And we had argued that it should go back to step one and it should be reconsidered as, as a whole different project. But the government didn't do that. And, yeah, and we're still in the process of, of arguing that. But at the moment, Toro has no money. All of, pretty much most of the directors and other people that were involved in Toro have left the company and people who were on the board of Mega Uranium and that have taken over Toro. So it's kind of been this weird situation where Toro has nearly kind of become Mega Uranium but still with the Toro name. But the people who were, had established all that have pretty much left the company. That was Marcus Atkinson one of the organisers from the Wolkajura walkabout.
A few days later, and several kilometres down the road, we arrived at Yaliri. Vicky Abdullah, traditional owner and one of the Jual native title holders whose lands include Yaliri, introduced us to this special place. Welcome to Yaliri, everyone. Um, as you know, we've been here. This is the place all my family's ancestors have been walking through. And, but um, this place... Um, this is where everyone, over 40 years, we've been fighting to stop this um, uranium thing to go ahead, and we still want to say no. But like I said, a lot of people a bit greedy, but me and my aunties, you will meet probably tonight or tomorrow or whenever they get here. Um, yeah, so we are the ones saying no. There's all this area right through to Linster. All our people, we just don't want mining. Especially this place over here. Yeah, I can't sort of say much, but um, it's a bit too hurtful to talk a bit more about this country, you know. And um, just hopefully we'll walk together, stand as one, fight for this, stop this um, uranium to go ahead for our future of our generation. And I would like my grandchildren to take over what I am doing. And they can be strong, can talk and country, you know. But with all the supports and, and you guys walking helping us. It's just like when I lay down sometime, I can hear all the ancestors talking, saying no, because they know that place over there. And nobody won't, you know, talk about it. Only we do. We know how they felt. But that's all I'm going to say because I'm just getting a bit curious here. That was Vicky Abdullah, traditional owner and dual native title holder, talking about Yaliri on our first night camping there. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, and I'm AC. Our campsite that night was about two kilometres down the road from Yaliri Pastoral Lease Gates, so the next morning we walked down and sat outside the homestead to talk about the proposed mine. We walked with Vicky and Aunty Lizzie and Aunty Shirley Wanyabong, who are taking a legal case along with the Conservation Council of Western Australia in the state's Supreme Court to protect Yuleri. Here's Marcus Atkinson again, this time speaking about the uranium mine proposal at Yuleri. The main uranium deposit, like we say Yuleri, but it's Yuleri Station and it's quite huge and I know Lizzie and Shirley and that like really grew up through all these stations and stuff. But the the main uranium deposit is still probably about 20, 30 kilometres like in from here. Yeah, through that gate and just keep on going and it's like a good 20 or so K in. And it actually, like, it's in what they call a calcrete deposit, 
which you've seen like where it goes white sometimes walking down here that's where like some of the calcrete is coming up to the surface but that doesn't have like a lot of the uranium but about 30k in it's in that deposit and the uranium comes nearly right up to the surface you can just even see it on the ground that looks like a yellow kind of mold and stuff in spots just kind of speckled around but like that's 40 years or more now but this is the largest known uranium deposit in Western Australia. And it was Western Mining Corporation, which was more like an exploration company who explored all through Western Australia and all through South Australia. And are kind of famous because they found the largest uranium deposit in Western Australia. They found the largest known nickel deposit in Western Australia and they found the largest known gas deposit at the time in Western Australia and they found Olympic Dam in South Australia like the largest there's a special word for it I don't know what about the combination of gold copper uranium and they found heaps of other smaller deposits of everything all across Australia but a lot in Western Australia and then they sold out to BHP and so BHP then got all of Western Mining Corporation stuff and some of it got sold off and like this was BHP and like they own a lot of the stations through here as well which was part of those exploration tenements that Western Mining Corporation had. But maybe four years ago, this four, three or four years ago, this was sold to Cameco, which is the Canadian company that's all about uranium and nuclear stuff. And they also own... The, the large deposit up in Kintyre, up in that Pilbara kind of area. And there has been a, a lot of exploration, like from Western Mining and then BHP, and even the last three or four years with Cameco doing just a lot of a big drill holes in and down and just finding out where that is. From, from the information we have, that main deposit that comes right up to the surface, they're saying that they only need to mine like probably about 50 metres deep to get that main like rich deposit of uranium. But it would run for about, I think, about 10 kilometres long and about a kilometre or two wide, but only about 50 metres deep. And they would kind of strip mine that whole area is their plan. But it's a huge process to separate it from the calcrete. And it's kind of not really rare, but it's not that common to have uranium within the, those calcrete deposits. And there's only, I think, one or two other uranium mines in the world that are within calcrete. And it's really water-intensive and there's a big process to separate that uranium from the calcrete. 
and their estimations to to do this mine would take them a, like around 15 years maybe from start to finish <coughs> once the infrastructure and all that is built that's just the mining process but they would use about 9 million litres of water a day for that 10 to 15 years of strip mining that uranium out of the calcrete. So that's kind of what we know about it. There's, there's huge stories that I'm not going to go into, but huge stories for the mob through here of Uliri and being like part of like a really massive dreaming story that that goes off all around the place and yeah like that's a big part of why we're here as well like it's not just uranium and it's not just uranium and it's about country and culture and, and supporting as much as we can Lizzie and Shirley and Vicky and, and all of the people who, not just that, but this is where people grew up and this has, like, a really... Like, this is their home and their future and we need to, to be out here and, and to support to protect that. And so that's why we're here and hopefully everyone who's out here like feels that connection to this land and and learns more about what it means to Lizzie and Shirley and and other people through this area and how important it is to to stop this from going ahead. That was Marcus Atkinson speaking there about the proposed mine at Uliri. While we were there sitting at the gates of Uliri, K.A. Garlic spoke about the current court case happening in the WA Supreme Court. This is the place where we have Conservation Council of Western Australia and members of the dual native title holder, which is the three members here, Vicky, Arnie Shirley, Arnie Lizzie, are also a part of that Supreme Court action. And that is um, where it's in the Supreme Court and taking Albert Jacobs, who was the last environmental minister under the Liberal government, that overruled the Environmental Protection Agency's advice to not mine here because there's um, 11 subterranean species, troglofauna and stygofauna, that live underground here. And it's the only species of this kind that live here. And on that ground, on those grounds, the... Environmental Protection Agency, which is why we've got the agency to protect this environment, said no to the uranium mine going ahead because they would be um, destroyed forever. They're an endangered species. So Conservation Council of Western Australia, along with Vicky, Shirley and Lizzie, are taking Albert Jacobs, the state, and Cameco to court because Cameco appealed that decision that the EPA had recommended. So at the moment we're just waiting on a court case which is coming up on the 31st of August. It's a, um, it's a hearing that will happen on the 31st of August to set that date for the court where Cameco and the state as well as CCWA and the, native, the members of the dual native title holders will present their case as to why this shouldn't go ahead. 
So it's not only to protect Yuliri going ahead, but it's also to uphold our environmental laws in the state. So we're hopeful that this will go, this, the court will go in our favour, and it's looking like it will at this stage, because if they don't go in our favour, then Cameco and the EPA, or Cameco and the Environmental Minister can just overrule what the EPA recommend. And so it's a really strong case. Not many um, environmental cases get to the Supreme Court level. So it will really set a precedent, whichever way it goes. It'll either destroy our environment or it will act as what it should do and protect our environmental laws. So just in the process, what has needed to happen, um, Arnie Shirley and Arnie Vicky, Arnie Lizzie have had to make statements and it's not an easy process for, for traditional owners to talk about their country, especially at a court level. And so I just want to mention that they've been really staunch, really solid, really proud to stand up and, and fight against the system. And it's, and it's an, a really good case of people, traditional owners dual native title holders protecting their land, protecting their people, protecting their culture. And I just want to mention that I'm really proud to be working together with them on this and just seeing their strength day after day of trying to keep these terrible industries from going ahead and, and thinking that they've got the, the control of this. And we're going to change that. This court will be an example of how we can stand up, how traditional owners can stand up for their country, how they can stand up for their culture and for their people. And these are the people that know this land. They know the stories, and it's for their kids' futures, these little ones, that they do it for. So stay strong, and thank you. There was K.A. Garlick, whose voice you may recognise as one of our talented radioactive show producers. She's talking there about the staunch resistance of traditional owners and dual native title holders, Vicky Abdullah and Shirley and Elizabeth, or Lizzie, Wanyabong, who are taking on the WA state government and international uranium mining giant Cameco to stop the Yuliri mine and protect their country. If you'd like to support their court action by donating to the Chuffed crowdfunder that K.A. mentioned, go to chuffed.org backslash project backslash Yuleri dash court dash case. And Yuleri is spelt Y-E-E-L-I-R-R-I-E. Their name again is chuffed.org backslash project backslash Yuleri dash court dash case. It's certainly a court action that's worthy of support. My name is AC, and you're listening to The Radioactive Show. This show was produced in Nam, Melbourne, at 3CR, on the lands of the Rwandri people, and we recognise that their sovereignty has never been ceded. Our show is distributed across these stolen lands known as Australia on the Community Radio Network. On today's show, I'm sharing recordings from this year's Walkadura Walkabout, a month-long walk for a nuclear-free future that takes place in the goldfields of Western Australia. 
Throughout the walk, we're travelling 15 to 25 kilometres a day, sleeping in swags and tents, working together, cooking, cleaning and packing down. We create a moving community. Each night, there's a lot of storytelling, songs and laughter shared around the fire. And I wanted to finish today's show with a song by Kid Valance from Kentucky, USA. Uh, before I go, I want to give a big thanks to Arnie Vicky, Arnie Shirley and Arnie Lizzie and all the traditional owners who welcomed us out to their land during the walk. And for their courageous resistance, protecting country against the threat of uranium mining for over 40 years. I also want to thank Marcus and K.A. Garlic who featured on the show and all the organisers and walkers who took part in this year's walk. If you'd like to learn more about the Wolkajura Walkabout, go to walkingforcountry.com. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced this week by me, AC, and brought to you with the support of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. The show was produced at 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, and distributed across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You'll find us online at 3cr.org.au backslash radioactive, and that's three the digit, and you can get in touch with us by looking us up on Facebook or via our email, which is radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. And again, that's three the digit. So here's Kid Valance, one of our international walkers, with his song, Guitars and Castanata. Thanks for listening, and here's to a nuclear-free future. Dawn broke blood red over snow The sky gave its embers to the ground below I threw a kiss to thank my stars For being out there watching from afar For years out in the cold Felt most at home When I was on the road Across this country Left and right Kept my hopes up Tonight's a new night Hey Down in Austin in the early morning, I heard guitars and castanets. The wind had picked up, she raised her arms up, scuffed her boots into a dance. mile of promise a prayer for my soul and took my chances right or wrong but even the heartaches make another song yeah. 
Boston in the early morning. I heard guitars in castanets. The wind had picked up. She raised her arms up and scuffed her boots into a dance. Sunset lavenders the snow Shadows bleed eastward Trench the ground below And I throw a kiss to thank my stars For being out there watching From afar not negotiate with minor state of title government or anyone on, on our culture, on, on our land. You know, if people say, oh, you're going to finish up with nothing, well then so be it. But at least our hearts will tell us that we did not sell out our country and our culture and heritage for a few scungy dollars. Subscribe to 3CR so that your dollars support Indigenous voices and the struggle for land justice. For Aboriginal people, the greatest grief of all is seeing the country destroyed. And somewhere along the line, we have to realise that we don't actually have the right to do that. That nothing we've ever done has given us the right to do that. Now, you know where I stand on this, because I'm so simple-minded. I think we've just got to admit that this is an Aboriginal country. Just do it. Australians love their digital equipment and that's all fine and good because it increases our quality of life but we need to think more carefully about what we're doing when we're finished with it. E-waste is growing at three times the rate of other municipal waste. 3CR Community Radio is dedicated to exploring the issues that affect our future. Because I think it is something we just need to be talking about. 855am Tune in and listen up. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.